Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I promised you guys uh, a Bayuncadas episode, and because I'm not naturally funny, I have uh, another guest here with me. A lot of you guys who are on Tumblr or Instagram might know him as, is it Cola, Cham Cola Champagne Dad? I guess I say it as Cola Champagne Dad uh -huh. in my head because I've gotten so used to people saying my name like that, but uh -huh. realistically it should be Cola Champagne Dad. Okay. I'm not really going to force people to say But on Instagram, it's Cola Champan... Papi. Papi. Yeah, and okay. that's just supposed to be a play on Drake's Instagram name. Oh, that's... Okay, got it. Yeah. This is just Champagne Papi, so I was just like, okay, what's a funny way oh to sound Oh my God, like what the... Yeah, so it's just Cola Champan Papi. That's why I say Cola Champagne Papi. Oh my like, God. Oh, I'm like, that's I'm funny. I'm the, I'm the Salvadorian Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus the lyrics, the singing, the... <laughs> Height, probably the beard, the probably everything. I don't have anything related to him at all. So that's fucking funny. Yeah, that's that's where I got it. From. I didn't know. I just thought it was like something you came up with, just because like oh, I'm Salvadorian. But <laughs> no, I mean, it, it works because cola champagne, champagne. champagne so got like, oh I'm my god! His, I'm gonna take his name and I'm gonna use it and make it mine. And then right, right, right. Okay, but that's obviously not your real name, so you can go ahead and introduce okay, yourself. So my actual name. And you know what, actually, now that I think about it, it's going to sound really stupid, but my name is Henry. Okay. Which, I don't know if you've noticed, but for whatever reason, Salvadorians have this, like, real common trait of finding English names yes. and plugging them into their yes. kids, where it's like, I don't William, know. William, Wilbert, like. Yeah, uh, I think I saw somebody's name was Darwin. <laughs> like shit like that oh or I'm just kind of like I really want to know where we found these names from because I'm trying to figure out because my um, both of my parents are from Awachapan okay. um, so I'm trying to figure out how my grandma figured out back in 1967 mm -hmm. that the best name for her son would be Henry because okay so you're my, junior I'm not a junior we have different middle names gotcha, my middle gotcha. name is uh, after my great-grandpa Ernesto and okay. then my dad's is Alfonso after his dad okay um, but his name is also Henry, and again, I'm just trying to figure out where we came up with Henry to begin with. Because well, my dad's name is Edgar. Yes, you see like, what I mean? Like, yeah. I have five different Henrys in my family. Okay. Myself, my dad, my uncle, his son, and a cousin of my mother's. Okay. So Wow. So just like... Family parties are fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, everyone turns around. Henry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so I, okay, yeah, I followed you first on Tumblr, and this was a few years back, and this was obviously when, um, I feel like a lot of the Salvadorian content wasn't too big, and so obviously I was like, oh, okay, Salvadorian, you know, really funny, so, but what I didn't know was that what, what you were telling me is that you were doing Vines, and then you were also doing, like, just a compilation of videos of yeah. through your sense yeah. of humor. Yeah. So, like, Vine started off with just the. I mean, at, <clears throat> Vine at its peak, I I kind of caught on late. It was one of those things where I was not necessarily um, uncomfortable with the idea of like presenting my humor. Mm -hmm. I just never found a way of how I wanted to throw it so that I can kind of pertain to a specific audience right. or find yeah. some sort sort of like middle ground where it's just like people are listening to me and it's because of this or they're watching mm -hmm. me because of that. Um, and I think it started off with when I started finding my roots and really just kind of saying, okay, this is who I am mm -hmm. and this is how I want to be perceived as right. when you think of me, when you see me on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, wherever it is, I want you to think of the Salvadorian guy first. It's mm -hmm. not, 
you know, one of the things that we were discussing before this is that one of the main issues that we have within our community is the fact that we don't have that much representation within right, it. Right, right. And I think the other problem is also that a lot of the times, and maybe this is just a, like a shitty coincidence, <coughs> a lot of the times people don't make an apparent yeah, that they're Salvadorian. Exactly. Or you're finding out through like a Wikipedia page, or mm -hmm. you're finding out through an interview and stuff like that that they're Salvadorian. It's not yeah. presented in their Instagrams or Facebooks or anything like that. You kind of have to figure it out for themselves. And to me, that was kind of like the problem. And one of the reasons why I decided, you know what, like I'm going to make sure that the Salvadorian flag is in my bio, that mm -hmm. it's my picture on Tumblr, like yeah. everything that I do before you get started and diving into the content, you're going to know that I'm Salvadorian. First. Right, right, right. So. That's kind of where the inspiration started to come from, mm -hmm. and that's basically now how I create all of my content. With right. The idea gotcha. of I want to make sure that in the community, not just in the Salvadoran community, Central American, but in the Latin community in general, that they know that any content that you're finding, you're finding it, and it's a Salvadorian mm -hmm. it. And you know what? Like talking about like that representation, I always 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 when I meet more like Salvadorians and when we start getting into like the jokes like that's just like a thing in not just only in Salvador but Central America where like once you know like you're Salvi like Sal you know Salvi like you're just like suddenly you start saying boss or like and then all of a sudden you start throwing in those jokes that yeah. you knew yeah and but for me though it's the fact that because of that underrepresentation or misrepresentation People don't know how clever and how, like, great Salvadorian and Central American sense of humor is. Yeah. Like, it's on a whole other level yeah. for me personally, you know, like, compared yeah. to, like, where I see it on other, like, Latino networks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But when it comes to our sense of humor, man, it's like, it's one of a kind, yeah. you know, like, I have to own up to that. And yeah. I will, you know, like, I'll definitely, like, I always love bringing that up because it's so true. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed recently, too, is uh, <clears throat> um, I get called out a lot for being sarcastic or, like I mentioned, for having extremely dry humor or it's, like, really negative humor to a degree, I guess yeah. you can describe it. Um, and I was trying to figure out, like, where did, where did I get this from? Because I'm trying to, like, think about the people around me and I was just like, okay, who did I pick this up from that made me act and talk like this? Mm -hmm. And then I realized watching, like, uh, videos on Instagram, interacting with my cousins and all that other stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually pretty common within my community. Mm -hmm. Me being sarcastic isn't news. Me talking the way that I talk isn't right. news. It's actually, like, almost, like, the base of conversations right. where... You talk to somebody else that's Salvadorian, mm -hmm. you're going to get sarcasm at some point. And yes. it's going to be, like, nothing to be offended about, but it's just, just how we talk. Mm -hmm. it, and they say, I feel like a lot of, like, people who don't know our people or, like, if they, like, go visit, they say that we're, like, tricksters or jokesters. Yeah, and I, it's like, that. And it's because you just don't understand that sarcasm that goes yeah. into it, you know? Um, it's like, like, in English, like, I think when people, like, American people go to, like, England... They say, like, British people are really, really, like, sarcastic like that. But whatever, we ain't talking about British people. Yeah, no, so. no white talk, no, no conquerors, so no Spanish. Yeah, let's not I go mean. into that. But anyways, um, with the sarcasm, like, one of my favorite things growing up that my dad still does, even now, like, I feel like as, like, when you're, like, obviously a child of someone, like, you will always be seen as their child. Obviously, you yeah. know, as a parent, yeah. you know? So, like... If, especially when I'm, like, going through, like, when, when it comes down to food, I get serious, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, when I'm going through the fridge and, like, let's say I'm, like, looking for, like, gesso or something, like, I'll be like, hey, dad, like, where's, like, 
where's the cheese at or whatever, you know? And then, like, from the living room, he'll be, like, straight up just, like, hablale, a ver si te contesta. And I'm just, like, oh, my God, I'm, like... <laughs> and then, like... I can, I can see that. 100%. And then he gets up because he's already annoyed. And, like, it'll take him, like, two seconds to, like... He won't even let me, like, go through it. So, like, he'll get up and then he'll be, like... Pretending like he's a cheese, like, oh, aquí estoy, Gloria. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, uh, you literally could have told me where it was at. My my uncle came to uh, the United States when he was, like, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where he's like, he's not your uncle, but he's your uncle because he's related to somebody, so he's your uncle. You right. know what I mean? That, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So I call him my uncle. Um, but <laughs> one of the things mm-hmm. that he used to do, um, or still does, whenever somebody's looking for something or whenever I ask him, like, where is this, where is that? He did, it's super annoying because I fall for it every time. I'll be like, oh, Biden, have you seen the, um, the remote control? And then I'm turning around, like, wherever I'm, like, searching through the couch, and I'll hear him go, Akibe. And then I turn around, and he's going like this. He always does it. He pulls on his eyelid, and then he's just, Akibe. Turn around, and he's just, every single time. Oh it's the most annoying thing ever. But... It's, it's it, that yeah. type of humor that kind of, like, shapes you mm-hmm. and turns you into the great human being that you are today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, so, like, your content, though, like, I, I think one of the ones that, like, got to me the most was, like, the parents, like, asking you. Actually, no. It was the ones where, like, uh, your parents are, like, telling you, like, that's what you're wearing when you're going out. Yeah, so, with, with, <laughs> with those, the way that I get... All of my inspiration, and I know I've mentioned this to you before, is uh, I just, when I started making these vines, these videos, or anything else that I've been creating, text posts on Tumblr or whatever mm-hmm. it is, the inspiration comes from what's one thing that I really, really hate that mm-hmm. my parents do. And then that's when my memory starts, you know, flooding with all of the shit that your parents used to say. Where it's like, I can't tell you for how long, probably until I was like 19, 20, not to this day, mm-hmm. 25 years old, and I can't leave the house without them saying something witty about my outfit. My, my, my jeans are ripped, and they're like, oh, te ves como que te atacó un tigre. And I was like, you used that joke last week. And he's like, pero todavía te ves así. Todavía te ves así. La camisa la tiene rota. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that, that's that's what people are into. That's the style, that's yeah. The style. That's what I like to wear. I wear the shoes, and they're like, like you know, se ven como like botas. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they're vans. What, like, I don't yeah. understand. You guys need to start coming up with more clever things like that mm-hmm. because every week there's a comment about the distressed jeans. There's a comment about the sweater. When I was 13, I decided I wanted to start growing out my hair. And this is like a completely different like uh, topic as far as like, uh, I guess like uh, the culture that you kind of surround yourself okay. with growing up because um, I feel like being an alternative Latino, so to yeah. speak, is something that is frowned upon. Because you almost have to be a certain type of way for them to be like you're a normal person. Alternative, as in like alternative. As in, as in. Music wise, no, or how you in, dress, or. Well, I guess music is kind of incorporated into that, but mostly just if you decide to step out of the boundaries of what a common looking Latino looks like, you're gonna be dubbed as I, I would say alternative, just because I wanted to be nicer about it. But really, they think of you as like out of the ordinary, like a freak, a weirdo, and that kind of stuff. Well, that was me. So. But anyways, I, go on. I decided I wanted to start growing out my hair because I was really into metal. I was okay. really into rock and all so that other like stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm growing, yeah, I'm growing out my hair. I really want to. That's what everyone does mm-hmm. within this type of community. Right. Um, and I want to start wearing black, obviously. Everything's black. Everything's black. I love black. And uh, Hot Topic, Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my parents took issue with that. For them, it was just like, oh, you know, people are going to think like negatively about you. You can't just walk around. 
wearing all black and it was just like but there's nothing wrong with it and right looking back the majority of my family never really went through that phase aside from me and my brother me and my brother were the only ones that decided we wanted to be rockers and that was always something that we kind of like I wouldn't say got frowned upon for, but to a degree, it was something that people didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they formed their own opinions about us based off of that. I went to El Salvador when I was still going through that phase and I had still grown out my hair. Me and my brother, like, you imagine rockers in a watch of fun in the middle of fucking nowhere, basically. Um, And then everything is about their emo, their this, their that, their hair's long because of this. And I was just kind of like, that's one of the things that's always bugged me about our community that... You know, while while I do find inspiration in what we do, a lot of the stuff that I also find inspiration from is the negative stuff that I had to deal with. And that only, you know, not only does that come from outside of our community, but it's within our community. It's not necessarily something that I think needs to be addressed. It's just a culture shock for people Mm -hmm. that aren't really used to that sort of thing. Right. And it's funny because when I was in El Salvador, we had, um, I think it was like Mormons that visited um, one of my grandparents' house. White Mormons? Uh, no, they were, they were Salvadorians. Oh, okay. actually, you know what, Japan, there's a pretty decent amount of, like, Mormons in that community. Oh, wow, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, actually, my, uh, my dad's side of the family is Mormon. Oh, okay. All of them. So, they came visiting the house or whatever. I didn't think anything of it, and I was already, like, two weeks into, uh, visiting the country or something like that. So, um, it was, like, two girls or something like that. Like, a younger girl was there, too. I was, like, 13, 14 at the time. And, um, so, the day goes by or whatever. Next day... I'm over at my grandma's house, probably like seven, eight miles away from where they visited us. Mm-hmm. And I see my aunt with my cousin on mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family. And she's talking about how Henry. And I was like, what? And um, she's mentioning, like, were, did you guys have visitors last night? And oh I was God. like, yeah, we did. And she's like, oh, my God. And I was like, why? What happened? And she was like, I was talking to my friend. And she said that they went over to a house. And that the people that were there were visiting from the uh, United States and that they had two emo sons. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, word gets around that fast that there's emos in the country. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it was that rare. It was that rare. Like for, And it's crazy because all it really was was my hair was long. That was it. That was it, yeah. But they managed to figure out that there's two emos that have entered the country. Like, w- were you wearing so, all black? I wasn't. They, they only got that from the hair. That was it. Really? Because, I mean, like, my dad had, like, curly, long hair, like, well, a- kind of afro style. I guess the way that it was styled then. Uh, you know yeah. I mean? Well, it was, was the 70s like, when he was doing yeah, it, yeah. Mine, mine was kind of, like, you know, just, like, all over the place, kind of gotcha. brown, covering yeah, yeah, my yeah. face kind of thing. My, brother, okay. my brother's was, like, the fallout boy kind of thing. Where like, <laughs> to the side. Yeah, to the side. Where it kind <laughs> and, of like, your, the, the head and, tilt and goes he, with he's it. Always, <laughs> he's always, like, twisting his head to, like, shape his hair. Yeah, like, he's twitchy. Yeah, he's kind of like that. So... That's, you know, two emos have ended, entered the building, sound mm-hmm. the alarms, like, make sure everyone knows, and, like, that's, that was probably, like, one of my first days of, like, okay, I guess it's not cool to be into other stuff outside of the norm. You gotta be into reggaeton at the time, because it was really, really big, or you had to be into hip-hop. Right. That was, like, the norm. And yeah. being into rock and all that other stuff was not super common. Um, <clears throat> but things like that is kind of, like, like I said, I reflect on that kind of stuff, and it's the type of stuff that, like, kind of makes me happy with how I've progressed as a human. Right, um, right. Because one of the other issues I think is that identifying as a rocker helped me have some sort of identity to begin with because I refused to identify as a Salvadorian. And I you think refused? I refused to identify as a Salvadorian o- openly oh. until I was probably like maybe like 2021. 20, See, I feel like the same thing kind of happened with me. And um, on my second episode with um, 
Victor, who people know him as Dichos de un Bicho, he talks about the fact that he kind of went through that same, not exact phase as we did, like yeah. that emo phase, <laughs> but it was like a very kind of like in the sense where you're seeing an alternative kind of lifestyle where you're more, I guess, quote unquote, white on the outside or appearing as it, it definitely is a sort of a whitewashed phase because right. there's only two routes that you can really take being children of immigrants you can exactly. either choose to americanize yourself or you can choose to kind of indulge in your culture and right growing up i think what we end up doing is i wouldn't say we take it for granted but we just don't realize how deep we are into our own culture until we start stepping out of it and interacting with other people that have a different lifestyle right right um like, with, with, with that being said, I do think that it's 100% whitewashed. It's not one of those things where it's just, like, unfortunately, we may or may not have been. 100% we were. Mm -hmm. We were whitewashed because it was the only thing that we could do. Because mm -hmm. at that point, it was either you choose to be Salvadorian, pupusas, frijoles, queso fresco, crema, tamales, pan rellenos, and all that other stuff to you was very, very, like, okay, well, it's just the food that I eat. But there's more to that. You don't eat that kind of stuff just because you eat it. Those are your roots. Exactly. That's what makes you you. Right, You know, right. the type of music that your parents listen to, to you, it was normal, it was whatever. It's not that big of right, a deal. Right, right. Now that you're an adult, you begin to see, you know what, this actually plays a really important role mm -hmm. in who I am and who my family is. Right. And how they choose to be while in this country. Because a lot of people have the options to Americanize themselves, step away from that, and be more American. Mm -hmm. You can listen to music in English. You can listen to... Um, the news in English. You can literally do everything in English and choose to distance yourself from the things that you know right. and are comfortable with. But instead, you choose to come to this place completely foreign to you, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do my best to try to be, you know, involved in succeeding, but I don't want to let that kind of like distance itself from me. Right. Which is for us, we don't really know that because we're kind of mixed in with both of them. We're both like, this is what I know, but then I also know. English culture and you know you, anything that's pertaining to the U.S. Yeah, um, definitely. So, choosing to be rockers for me at least was my way of saying, okay, this is who I am, and this is what I'm comfortable with. Because at the time, and and I know that this is all like really really common, especially in like this area per se, okay. Southern California, because I know that this isn't an issue with other people, depending on the um, parts of the country that you live in. Right, um, right. Different I've, states. I've, yeah, because I've uh, interacted and, like, met people that are from, like, Virginia, where there's, like, a huge Salvadorian community. Like, mm. in, the DMV in general is supposed to be really, really big for Salvadorians. Yeah. So their experiences are completely different from what me and you have experienced. Right, right. Which, you know, when I tell them, I don't, I wouldn't say I don't get along with Mexicans, but Mexicans have a thing of not liking me. Because for me, I thought... Here, us, right? Yeah, in, in Southern, Southern Cal California. Right, that's like, our general kind of... Um, atmosphere I atmosphere and experience here yeah. in southern california and, and it's like it, it's funny because people i i want people to understand that when i say that i'm not saying i dislike anybody or i think that people think negatively about me it's just an experience that i've had and that kind of thing you have to either like you have to reflect on that and figure out where it comes from right um and see where it is that you're messing up that you're having a lot of salvadorians continue to have this feeling because when I say it's like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about Mexicans because growing up, the whole entire reason why I didn't really have an identity was because I needed to hide it before somebody figured it out and decided to point you out for exactly. it. Exactly. So, and I was just going to go into that, but you, since you went there. So, 
my, my first experience, I think I would say, was when I was like seven or eight years old. And this is 100% common where I told them, like, where are you from? It's like, oh, my parents are Salvadorian. They're from Salvador. And like, okay, well, what part of Mexico is that? And it was just kind of like, oh, it's Central America. It's its own thing. It's its own country. Like, for me, it was just like, you know, as you grow older, things tend to annoy you a little bit more. But when I was seven right. or eight, for me, it was just like, oh, they just don't know. They haven't seen the map. To me, it's like, okay, it makes sense. There's a lot of Mexicans. What more do you really need to learn outside of people speak Spanish and people speak English? Right. So that kind of started to begin the my process of kind of erasing any traces that I had of being Salvadorian openly. Mm-hmm. So it slowly got to the point where I was just like beginning to say like, okay, well, I'm American. I'm American. This is where like probably like a chunk of my humor comes from because I, I, I choose to be sarcastic about everything so that I can just avoid any type of real reactions that I would have to have with people where it's like, what are you? I'm American. <coughs> it's like, yeah, but you're brown. <coughs> well, I was born here. I'm American. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about being Salvadorian. I right. didn't need to talk about being Salvadorian because there was you get too much negativity out of it than you get people being interested in it. Right. Especially when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you don't really understand what you're doing to people when you're talking to them that way. Um, when you're choosing to kind of like erase their identity yeah. as they're explaining to you what you are. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was just like, I'm American. I'm not Salvadorian. I'm a rocker. I'm not Salvadorian. I, at one point, have even said that I was Mexican, just to avoid the conversation that, altogether. I was just like, yeah. yeah, I'm Mexican, I'm brown, look at me. Like, look at my skin, I'm brown, I'm Mexican, what do you think? That's a common uh, recurrent story that I hear from a lot of people, um, <clears throat> because they're tired of it. Yeah, you know? it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. It's funny, though, too, but when I was younger, though, or even now, or but prior to, like, I guess that, like, trying to identify myself, I never like said I was Mexican mm-hmm. like I feel like I was too proud not mm-hmm. that it's bad to be Mexican like I'm not trying to get that message across you know but I was like just saying I'm like no like I'm like if you want to talk shit to me talk shit to me I can take it yeah. you know like, you can do it anyways yeah. you know so it's like I was like whatever like I'm like I was like I'm Salvadorian and then it would come or some people would be like oh cool and other people would just straight up be like here let me throw stuff at you yeah and then it's just like, and then they would like, and then if I would act offended, they'd be like, why are you getting all mad? And it's just like, what do you expect, yeah. you know? But anyways, whatever. And that's the part where you're at. <coughs> you, you go through the same cycle over and over again, and it gets to the point where it's just like, I want to avoid it altogether because it requires too much energy for me to be angry. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that you want to start avoiding at some point because it's just not worth your time. So you don't want to actually be Salvadorian <coughs> anymore. You yeah. don't want to identify with it <laughs> at all. You don't want to be Salvadorian. <laughs> like, you really don't. And that's the shitty part. And that's the reason why I, I make sure that now it's everywhere. It doesn't matter, like, what I'm doing. It's everywhere. It has to be everywhere because you guys fucked me out of wanting to be Salvadorian. <laughs> and now you guys have to see that that's where I am first. <coughs> it doesn't matter at this point. You guys had, like, I had to live with 20-something years of not being proud of who I was. Ooh, and you were not suppressing I, that, yeah. yeah. And not identifying who I was. Mm-hmm. So now I'm being extremely explicit about it. I'm aggressive about it. And this is what you have to deal with now. Mm-hmm. There's people that might be annoyed with it. There's people that are kind of like, okay, we get it. You're Salvadorian. And I was like, no, you don't get it. I am Salvadorian. Exactly. And that's what you need to understand because there's too many times in the media, in 
literally everything that we do where I don't get to see myself being represented, represented in any right. manner. Exactly. And that's the part that I'm tired of. And if it comes down to some person with like 3,000, 4,000 followers on Instagram making stupid videos, but he's Salvadorian and somebody enjoys that, then that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter what I exactly. do at this point. I can literally rant about... <coughs> Excuse me. I can, I can literally talk about ass. I can talk about like, you know, it doesn't matter. I can talk about mustaches. I can talk about earwax. I can talk about people who pick their noses, but a, a Salvadorian is talking about it on Twitter or wherever it is. And I need you guys to understand that that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Because I think it was like when I was like 21, um, I ended up meeting somebody, uh, which I would consider somewhat important in my life just because it kind of revolutionized like my mindset and the way that I thought about myself. Okay. And um, it was this uh, girl that I like briefly saw. Um, her name was... Uh, Eliana and um, she was from Tumblr and mm. to be honest with you it was like it wasn't really anything crazy it was just like we, we, we kind of saw each other for a bit talked for a bit and it was like a three month thing and after that it was just kind of flat it was there that's it kind of like you know went our separate ways and gotcha. you know uh -huh. um, she was from Virginia um, so that's one of the ways that I actually figured out like okay she's really like supportive of Latin communities from all over South America and to her hearing about me saying Mexicans like mistreated me was a huge shock to her She's like, I don't believe you. And I was just like, really? Because for me, it's like super common. And for her, it was like, no, for us, it's the Bolivians or it's these people that actually get a lot of shit over here. Mm. So I was like, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. But what she ended up doing was she was really into being a Latina, which I found very admirable. And it got me into thinking, I was like, why aren't I listening to Spanish music more regularly? Mm -hmm. Why aren't I talking in Spanish more regularly? Why aren't I doing this, this, and this as a Salvadorian? more frequently you know what i mean so that kind of like and this was like what three four years ago or something like that it's hard to remember the, the timeline at this point but that's kind of what kick-started who i wanted to be moving forward so she really really helped me and i don't even know if she knows this i know i've explained it to her but i don't know if she understands just how much that meant to me mm -hmm. being able to kind of like break out of my shell and decide moving forward on salvadorian which, you know, like now I feel like it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me because <clears throat> I carry it with me everywhere I go. And I feel like now I'm a lot more interested and invested in the things that I should have been invested for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's almost like I have a lot of catching up to do. Because um, like I said, it's like it's such a shame for me that I had to hide it for like 20 something years and just go about my like life just being like an American, you know, son of immigrants right you know, and, and I really wish I was into the music more when I was 18 years old mm -hmm. or I really wish that I was more open about talking about the things that I enjoyed in my community at 16 or 15 but you had to hide that stuff because everyone just calls you a cerote that's mm -hmm. the first thing that they come up with and it's just kind of like you avoid all that stuff for as long as you can and now it's gotten to the point where like now like it's for me and now I need to make sure that I'm in like the face of it whatever mm -hmm. it is whatever type of uh, stamp I have in the community needs to be Salvadorian so that people can appreciate that. Yeah. Which I'm glad you did, because like I said, um, when I found your content, it was just things it's, that... It's refreshing, I would say. It's very refreshing, but it was also just, like, taking me back to, like, growing up and, like, the things I would deal yeah. with. Yeah. So, like, um, I think the most recent video that, well, for me, that I liked was the one on, that I, you put on Instagram, but I'm pretty sure it's up on Tumblr as well. And it's the one where, like, if you hurt yourself as a kid, yeah, you can go. The, um, okay, so 
going back to what I was saying about it being like everything just flooding into my head about the things that I dealt with, I think one of like the funniest things that we go through mm-hmm. goes with being sarcastic and it goes with just kind of like the life lessons that they teach you and the way that they want to go about it. Right, right. So I found it really ironic that when you actually are out and about being a human being, committing genuine accidents Mm -hmm. turns into a life lesson but you're getting an ass whooping like at the same time (laughs) i never understood that like i i'm honestly surprised that because i've broken my teeth before that i didn't get a spanking for breaking my teeth but i can count numerous times where i would hurt myself i would scrape my leg my brother has gotten like a wedgie like on a fence and shit like that where it ended up with they get the chancleta and they smack you with mm-hmm. it. They get the belt and they smack you with it. Yeah. And it's like, bah, pa que prendas. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's like in my dad's voice. Like my dad is inspiration for a lot of like the accents and voices that I kind of have in my head because Salvadorian dads or parents or like, you know, men in general have this like way of like sounding like really, really raspy to me. So it's like they've been like 90 years of cigarettes in their mouth and that's just what they sound like. My grandpa sounds like he smoked all his life. I don't think he even knows what a cigarette is. You know what I mean? And it's just like, he has this like really like grungy voice. Like yeah. you can sing grunge mm-hmm. if you wanted to. I'm sure he could pull it off. And that's what he sounds like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, oh. like it always like, like it, it always sounds like that. Oh it, always, it always sounds like really, really grungy. Like they don't like, it's almost like they have like, uh, like water in their throat. You know what I mean? Like, oh my you're, God. you're like, you're, because I think we'll have in, uh, in pagando, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, like those, yes, that's what they yes, sound yes. like to me. <laughs> to me, they're just like, bah, oh bah, my god, yes, literally, Whoosh. that's what it like, is, like, like that. And it's like, it's always like the first word that comes out of their mouth that sounds like the strongest before they continue with their sentence. And it's like, how many times do they mix like, puta, like yes, the, just the way that I would describe it almost like Martin Luther King. The way that we talk, because it's so up and down. There's so many ranges to yes. everything that we say. Literally, it's, it's like, like right like, now what I'm looking at yeah, <laughs> as like, we're recording this. Yeah. Like the, the words, like there's a specific way to say everything that you say. Yes. And it's just like one long song. And me. you know what? Our accents are so different too. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people actually notice that. A yes. lot of people are so, going back to like what I said, a lot of people are so used to what we hear that to us it's nothing. I actually just recently found out that I sounded different when I talked to my parents. Really? Yeah, because I think one of the really common things that we do is we assimilate to, like, you know, our surroundings. So if I'm around a bunch of Mexicans or we're talking in Spanish, I'm probably going to be more, you know, uh, it's going to be more common for me to talk like them. So to accommodate to their Spanish, right. So I'm not going to say, like, specific words, even though, like, for me, I was completely unaware that they didn't use these words. Mm -hmm. You have to actually tell me, point it out, that this isn't part of their community. Like... I visited Mexico maybe like 10 years ago or something like that. And one of the, like the funniest things that happened there was my cousin kept on asking for a fajilla. And like the waiter looked at she us was really like, confused. Like, what the what? fuck is a fajilla? <laughs> and then my aunt had to like step in and she's like, oh, he needs a popote. He needs a popote. That is the weirdest and, word to me though. Like, like I, I can't and, say popote. Yeah, I like, can't it's... say it either. Like to me, it's a fajilla. And yeah. it was funny because he was like, can I get a fajilla? And he's Guatemalan. My, mm. my family's divided between uh, Guatemala and Salvador. Right. On both sides. I'm technically, well, not technically, it's 100%. I'm a three fourths Salvadorian and a fourth Guatemalan. Got it. Um, but my mom won't claim that she's half Guatemalan. It's actually really funny because, like, to her, she's just like, I'm 100% I'm Salvadorian. Salvadorian. It's like, I was born here. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but grandma was born in Guatemala, so I'm sorry, you're half. Right, right. You know, you're, right. A, you're, you're a mudblooder or whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> Joking me, though, because honestly, like, to, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to, 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 no. 
Because to me, to me, like it's all the same to me. But I'm sure there's differences, but since I grew up with both sides, I don't really know how to tell the difference. I know like there's uh, language differences because they have they do speak like um, a more uh, what is it? They have like their own native language. I can't remember the the name of the actual like where in in Guatemala. There's a specific language that they used to speak that's not so common now. I honestly is it a Mayan language? I, I think something now like what. That. Something like that. It, yeah, I'm not too um, informed so about like, that, unfortunately. Like, like but I said, for, but for me, we eat the same, you know, pan rellenos, we eat the same type of tamales. Yeah, we got some similarities like, from um, people in Guatemala, for sure. So, um, to, to, to me, it's kind of all the same. But anyway, um, <clears throat> being from both, I, actually, you know what? I lost my train of thought. I don't even remember what I was saying. Bahia. All right, the Bahia. So, things like that is where I so slowly started to realize there's actually pretty like big differences between how we talk like right, one of the right, things right. that I recently found out like two three years ago was that den dioy and de un solo den dioy te iba that's my favorite necesito que lo, que lo hagas de un solo yeah. de un solo and mm-hmm. it's like but you're supposed to say de inmediato yes you know den dioy I honestly don't even know what the what, what, what's the alternative for that instead of saying den dioy I don't even know. It's so embedded in my head. That's that. what I mean. Like, for me, it's just like, why do I need to say something else? My mom right. always tells me, it's like, you can't be saying that with other people. They don't know what you mean. Because I found out at work, I was telling somebody, it's like, I need you to do this. You and solo. And they're like, and they're like, what? what is that? Like, right now. It's like, pues sí, de una sola vez, yeah. yeah. And I was, like, what was I was like, what am I supposed to say? But I didn't know. I didn't know. And then I'm 22, 23 years old, and I didn't know that this is right, isn't right, part right. of their vocabulary. Which to me is like, it, again, like when you're talking about the accents and like, how we have a really specific sound and how we sound, you don't notice those types of things until somebody shows you. Like, I actually had to show somebody at work um, how our accent sounded because they asked her, like, oh, how do Salvadorians sound? And she's like, honestly, I don't think we sound different from Mexicans at all. And I looked at her and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, we sound very, very different. Yeah, I mean, it's like as simple as like an example, like they'll be like, siéntate. And we'll be like, sentate. Yeah. You know, it's like we like it's yeah, exactly. It, it, it's the flow of the word exactly. that makes the yeah. Or they're like callate. We're like callate. Like yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very like it's more like it slowly goes and then it like hits. Like it's yeah. a harder like Yeah. And that's one of the, 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 the I think that's incorporated with how the people sound specifically because right. when you say callate, sentate and all this other stuff, I think about my mom and all this like and then she's like, My mom's a really loud person. Salvadorian women in general in my opinion, are really loud women. They're some of the loudest women that I've ever met. Well, that's why we have the mic towards you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we decided for this that the mic was going to be closer to me than to you because your voice is loud enough. I don't need I'm, the mic. And, and the thing is, I'm putting in so much energy <laughs> to try to be loud because I don't normally talk like this. And I feel like that's common too. I feel like Salvadorian men in general don't really yell or raise their voices too much. They it's have much the lower. flow and all this other stuff. Maybe when they're laughing, <laughs> so they sound like really like hyenas. I feel like some of them yes. like, sound like hyenas half of the time when they're laughing. Yes, um, yeah. Well, going into the, like, the loudness, there was that, there, that Tumblr post that you wrote. It was a text post where it was like, uh, basically you were saying, like, I swear to God, like, every Salvi family, like, when you walk into it or whatever, like, when you get, like, it's like a gathering or a party, like, you have, like, your, like, your ten tias, like, talking and greeting you, and you think they're, like, yelling at you, or someone else would think that, and it's just, like, no, they're just yeah. saying hi. Yeah. You know? Hola, mío. Like, <laughs> como esta? Yeah. Like that. And it's just, like, oh, my God. Like, we, we, we need to tone it down a bit. Yes. Like, 
I can't tell you how many times I've had to wake up to my mom literally yelling into the phone. Yes. And, like, answering the phone like that. And it's just, like, I don't know if they think it's still, like, 1975 where, like, the phones are actually hard to speak into. They're, my mom, iPhone 6, iPhone 7, whatever the hell she has, and I can hear her go, Alo, tia, como estas? And I was just like, oh, my God, mom, like, Lower it down. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that serious. And always, always, always. Hello. And it's just like, when did we decide that we were creating symphonies during our conversations? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. But that's how they talk. It's literally how they talk. I can't yeah. tell you how many times where I tell my mom, it's like, you need to lower your voice. We're having a regular mm-hmm. conversation in the kitchen. And she's like, I'm talking normal. And it's just like, okay. And you have yeah. To go. Yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, Salvi moms are, what's the word, cachimbonas? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a good way to describe it, to be honest with you. And uh, I feel like now, as I'm, as a young adult, I'm literally becoming my mom. Yeah, I think that's a common transformation for everybody to do, honestly. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've caught my girlfriend, like, saying things where it's just like, um... You're, you're, you're talking a bit too loud or like that laugh right now was really solid going like you're starting to sound like my tias oh my gosh or, yes. or it's like like it's a yelp yes like ah! and then after it's, and then <laughs> like ah! and oh then my god and then, and, then it's the re- and, and it's the rest of the laugh is it not like That's it always starts off me. with a yell and then it's the rest of the laugh you kind of like yes. you know, it kind of trickles down and, you just dragged me yeah. into this but okay you know, that's what it is you slowly start turning into that person that you thought was just a stereotype but it's yes like, no, it's the reality of it it's the slow transformation exactly you know uh going going off of that though i don't know but I, this could be just for me but one of the other things that i also learned um like speaking about like the community and I guess solidarity, so to speak, is that I find it easier relating to Salvadorians than I do with anybody else, which has led me to wanting to mainly date Salvadorian women. Mm. One of the things that, um, I I guess in in a way this can be perceived as kind of problematic because people are going to be like, okay, you shouldn't really have preference. You should be able to like kind of have an open mind. And I do. I've, I've, I've dated, uh, like Mexicans. I've dated, um, Indians and other other people like that um, where you know nothing against them or anything like that But it just never worked out for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I noticed is that it's super easy to relate To Salvadorian women, and I think that going off of that I think it's like our upbringing and the way that we've had to maneuver through life has led us to wanting to be some like with people Where you don't have to explain yourself for once. Oh, yeah, and that's like for me It's like such a like sense of relief where I'm able to go to my girlfriend and I'm able to tell her, like, you know, we're going to go here. She knows exactly what I'm saying. I talk to her a certain way. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly what I'm saying. Right. I'm, like, my experiences. So you're just which, comfortable. My experiences, to me, <clears throat> she is able to see 100% and relate to, which I think is super important. And right. I think that's what it comes down to. If a person can relate to your experiences, or not even that, but just understand 100% where you're coming from, it makes it that much easier to say, this is somebody that I can see myself with. And... You know, for me, it kind of ends up being Salvadorian women, to me, are some of the strongest people that I've ever met. Some of, like, the most caring people. I'm like, <laughs> some, thanks, some, raises some my fist. <laughs> some of the most caring people that I've ever met. Yes, and, I agree. And for me, it's just like, that's the type of person that I want to be with. That's yes. the type of person that I want to surround myself yes. with. That's the yeah. type of energy that I need. I don't, you know, you, like I said, you 
gone through your entire life dealing with specific instances, scenarios, and bullying or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and here comes this person where it's just like, I know exactly what you mean. I get it. I yeah. understand you. I can relate to you. For sure. And that's something that I think that I would not be able to like date somebody if they didn't understand yeah. my world perspective. See, that's where I'm at now, because I've talked like in in my previous episodes. I think it was like the the pilot where I. I spoke about my experience dating, um, mainly actually all my ex-boyfriends have been Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. Only one guy that I I dated, um, we weren't exclusive yet, sort of, but whatever. Um, he was white, but... Um, white? Yes, uh, let's not let's not Who go into white? let's not go into that. But <laughs> I don't I don't I don't try to give people shit about dating white people because, like I said, for me, if they could understand your experiences, then then it's not. Well, see, that's fine. where I'm getting into. Not so good. he's from San Diego, so okay. uh, you know there. And one of the biggest things for me, I, I I go to San Diego frequently. I at least go like at least one, maybe three times a year each year. Okay. Like I go a lot, but anyways. Um, and I have been all my life. And one of the things I started noticing as I grew older was, um, as I was traveling to other cities, was that every other city I would go to would have a Salvadorian community or a Central American community. Mm. San Diego doesn't. Yeah, I don't want At all. At all, you know? So um, they do have pupuserias, but everything you see is literally like white people and Mexicans mixed together. Mm. And then mm. like, but the, the good thing is what I feel like in San Diego is that they have a better understanding of living with each other and like, just, you know, like. I think it's a little bit there. They've already um, exposed themselves to that lifestyle. So they're correct. Kind of, yeah. Right. So, but the thing is though, for me was like, one of the biggest things was like when the biggest migration of Salvadorians was like, of the stories I would hear, especially in Southern California is like, the main biggest city they had to pass to in order to get to wherever they are now was San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, the first major, okay. like... A, a, a major city? Right, apart so from, city. obviously, yeah. the border, okay. you know? Yeah. So I would think, I'm like, maybe they would, like, maybe stay there, right? Yeah. <coughs> I, think that, uh, I think them uh, coming to Los Angeles or Orange County or going to Virginia or San Francisco <coughs> even... Um, is just based off of people that they know and what they do. Correct, so. right. So anyways, um, back to, we're getting a little back, off. Back, back to the white guy. Back right? to the white guy. And I hate talking about him because he's, for some reason, has had this, like, he's played this role in my life. And I, to this day, we're not, we're, we're not on speaking terms, but to this day, I'm still trying to understand why. But that's not important right now. Why, so. you, why, why you dipped in the mayonnaise? Is that, <laughs> is that what it is? No, 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 no. Why it's, he, what you, why I keep bringing him up for some reason, but whatever. Ah, okay, <clears throat> well, I mean, it seems like mayonnaise still plays an important part in your life. Um, I mean, fun, See, that's what I'm saying, we're not, <laughs> him and I are not on speaking terms, and so yet. here we are, yeah. exactly, but whatever, my point is, is that the thing with him was that <clears throat> when I mentioned to him that um, it was with me and my cousin where we met him a second time, and um, we were saying we're Salvadorian, and he was like, oh, so that's where you guys are from, and we're like, well, our family's from El Salvador, and he was like, oh, okay, and he was like, yeah, here's, like, just a bunch of Mexicans, you know? So I was explaining to him, I'm like, that there's a big difference. Even mm-hmm. though there's similarities, there's a huge overall difference, yeah. you know? <clears throat> so as he was trying to relate to me, or trying to understand me, I guess, 
it was always what he knew, which was obviously the Mexican culture. Mm. And I would always be like, sorry, bro, like, nah, yeah. that's not me, you yeah. know? But anyways, that got deep into that. That's that, just, to, just to tell you this, but whatever. Um, the point is, is that it's what you're saying is having to, you know, when you date, like, someone who understands you and is of your culture, it just makes it out so much easier. I, however, have never dated a Salvadorian guy. Um, I recommend it. Oh, okay, so, well... <laughs> so, so for, the people, for the people listening, women specifically, I recommend Salvadorian men. So, specifically, yeah. just Salvadorian Be, men? Being, or? I'm being completely unbiased, you know, <clears throat> speaking as a Salvadorian man. Okay. Why? Okay, well, now, now, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually have a reason for it, but okay. if you're Salvadorian, I recommend dating Salvadorians off the fact that I'm like like I said for me it's it, it's a freeing experience right for, for, for me it's just you I I wouldn't say you learn more from it but like I said I, I think there's more um, more more chemistry to it and like I said it's hard to find people that could actually relate to the experiences that you've had mm-hmm. and I think that's so important when it comes to trying to grow as a couple or growing just as adults separately you know you can't really be dating somebody who doesn't understand and see the world the way that you see it right and that's where it kind of boils down to like if you are okay with not having common experiences that's fine but if they can't see the perspective that you're coming from imagine having children with a person that's telling you Mexicans and Salvadorians uh, share this, the same experiences. We have the same opportunities, or mm-hmm. in our community, we're represented, and all this other stuff. It's like, oh, it's just the same with me. The way we talk, it's the same. It's all the same. Like to me, that it's so vital, right, to be able to pass down if you choose to have kids, mm-hmm. um, what you know and how you choose to be perceived, <clears throat> right. Which is what why I was telling you, like for in term, for me, like that's what I want to experience now. However, though. Um, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. very difficult. I mean, um, one of the things, though, not that I'm saying I go by these stereotypes because I try to completely get rid of them, mm-hmm. but there is a common stereotype that Central American men, specifically Salvadorian and Guatemalan men, are like mujeriegos. <laughs> uh, like you say that, and I'm thinking about my grandpa who has like eight, nine different kids with different like uh, women throughout his life like I have a I have a genuine uncle who is younger than me he's like 19 20 years old or something I, like I, I believe it yeah. yeah I mean it's like I said I don't go by stereotypes because yeah. there is that common stereotype that Salvadorian women are easy yeah or that they're what? like what I've never heard of that before I would have never like that's not something that I've heard of different stereotypes stereotypes like I'm what like, okay I'm, well I, I don't know if I should mention those because they're, they're kind of inappropriate well like I'll, I'll now nah, we'll skip those okay yeah let's not <laughs> no, it's 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 one that I've heard a bunch of times from different people um but every single time like I said for me it just caught me off guard for me stereotypes for Salvadorians is hard for me to believe just because it's like I'm in the community so I don't really know what a stereotype would be for us because it's just kind of like it, it it's normal so mm-hmm. when I'm thinking stereotype, I'm thinking it's a common trait that we all share, but I'm just kind of like, I don't really view it that way. Right. For me, it's not a stereotype. It's just a common, like, personality mm-hmm. characteristic or whatever it is. So yeah. when, if somebody tells me that, I'm just like, I really don't know. Maybe Loud Voices is probably the only one that I can come up with off the top of my head. Other than that, it's just kind of like, I think we're pretty normal people. Yeah. I, I think we, we don't really have, like, somebody said that we're, like, um... We're, we're really good with our liquor and stuff like that, I think I've heard. But you see what I mean? Like, that, that kind of stuff, it's like, you we're, you wouldn't really pay it. 
mm-hmm. to be that. Like, you just go to your parties and think about it. You know what? My uncle just drinks and he can handle it. That's it. But I, don't, I wouldn't really say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't really say, oh, we're good with our liquor. Because me, I'm a lightweight. I'm a bitch. Me, I take a sniff out of a beer and I'm drunk. And you're drunk. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm already, like, tipsy. Mm-hmm. You can't put me around liquor because I'm, like, fucked up after the first drink. Yeah. So, again, like, stereotypes for me just don't really, like, work because I, I think it's just common nature. Just, like, right, normal. right, right. I normalized it, so. Yeah, I got you. Um, what, uh, I'm just thinking about this now, but, like, when you were talking about, like, um, it's, like, a common thing that, like, your aunt or your mom, and, like, the way they're just, like, hola, hijo, like, como estas, like, but, and, like, that, just the way they, pres- like, greet you, kind of, you know, like, but there's nothing more heartwarming to me, like, uh, like, it's, okay, like, it's funny because it's exactly how you, how I just said it and how you said it, yeah. but, it's just like the funniest thing to me because I know every single time it's always going to be that gasp, that like Latina mom gasp, and it's <gasps> like, hola, hijo, yeah. como estas, hijo, yeah. you know, yeah. este que el otro, yeah. yeah, 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 and it's always, and it's, a, and I don't know if it's just like, maybe it is like a universal like Latino thing, but oh my gosh, like. The, the, I think the gasp is definitely universal. I just want to know where they got it from. Like but and, and but the thing is, like, we're always just like, like, oh my gosh, what's a common thing? Like, what, like, uh, very oh extra gosh. in our expressions? Yes, but I feel like Salvadorians or just Central Americans have it, like, have this emphasis on it. Yeah, I I, I think that it, it, it comes with um, the people that you grew up around. I don't. I, I think that's just something that gets passed down from mm-hmm. like your family members to to you. It's probably like you know. I I would say probably people over here aren't as excessive with mm-hmm. like their um, expressions compared to over there. But it's because we're not really used to that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your parents have kind of like simmered down when it comes to that stuff. You only see that really when they're amongst <laughs> themselves. Really, you're at the parties and your mom all of a sudden like she's ready for the cheese man. You already know. Fiate, like you know what I mean. Like it ends up being it, you can see when they transform into one hundred percent Salvadorians. Like there, yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. just going loco. That's the only thing they eat every fucking morning. Yeah. Cafe con leche and all that other stuff is their mentality when they're around their family members and everything else. You know, outside of it, when they're around Mexicans or anybody else, they simmer down. They almost like they're like a weird. Mm-hmm. But have you noticed? Um, I don't know for you, but like family gatherings, like when the women like. They have their, like, cafe chisme, like, going on. Yeah, it's and a, then the it, men, it, yeah, like... It's always, like, 9, 10 p.m. The cafe con leche comes out. Everyone's sitting around the little last table, mm-hmm. and they're talking. The men are usually playing, at least in my family, they're normally gambling. They're playing stupid. Ah, they're okay. playing poker. <coughs> they're, they're playing cards. And just, like, well, for us, it's, like, soccer. They're really, really huge on soccer. They're always talking about um, first division in El Salvador. My dad's a really big... Um, Once municipal fan. Okay, and, my dad um, goes for the fast. Yeah, so for him, that that's that <clears throat> all they talk about. And but like, I think like one of the things that you can definitely like get out of like these conversations that they have is the common dialogue that there is. It's like especially with the men, where it's like for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what it is, they're gonna throw in at some point. Maybe it's just for fun. I feel like they probably do it just because it's like put themselves in check. It's like I gotta remember I'm Salvadorian, so let me just throw in a huaputa in there. Like it's always like the ending of a sentence or the beginning of a sentence. They just finished talking about like the weather we'll say. And it was like estuve yo el otro día este in Miami, huaputa estaba caliente. Like and it's always like that. It was like 
And it's funny because people don't actually know, you know, like for uh, I, I feel like Mexicans and Salvadorians are closer to each other in a sense, just like border-wise, I guess we'll call it. But I feel like we have more in common with Colombians than we do oh, with Salvadorians. Yeah, definitely. And it's like super funny because I actually got called out once because they were saying, "Why are you, why are you pretending to be Colombian?" And it's because, like, what? Yeah. Because I said puta, and I was just like, what do you mean? Well, they say vos también, too. And you know what's funny is that when I was working as a cashier, I would get that, at least I got it, like, five times. Like, people would be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, where do you think? You know, like, I liked, I liked playing that, you know? And they would yeah. be Latinos. And they'd be like, uh, de Colombia? And I'm just like, no. I'm like, why do you think? And they were like, well, I'll the way it. you speak. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I'm like, I'm Salvadorian. And then they would, some of them, a lot, actually, a lot of them would be Salvadorian. And they would just be like, you, like, sound Colombian or whatever. But, yes, I totally agree to that. Um, my friend Anais, sorry, who's Nicaragüense, um, from Quinzos yeah. Vos, huh. loves that, like, comparison. I mean, not, well, I mean. I'll take that comparison happily, to be honest with you, because I don't mind it. And I actually was babysat by Colombians growing oh. up. And to me, it was just like. The experiences that you have with other countries outside of Mexico is very different than what Completely. you have with people from Mexico. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily say that I'm like I'm bashing anybody, but I feel like you have to reflect on that and you have to understand again, yes. that if, if we're telling you that this is what it's like, you have to accept that. There's an have, issue. Yeah. There's an yeah, issue with exactly. them there. Yes, absolutely. You know, like it, people, I, I've gotten shit for it because it's like, why are you always talking shit on Mexicans? Why are you always doing this about Mexicans? It's like, I'm not doing it because it's fun. I'm doing it because this is what it's I It's the reality. Yeah, it's the yeah, truth. These are the people that are, that, that growing up would give me shit for being Salvadorian. And are more and, represented. Yeah. And yeah, so they don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. The stuff that we say to them doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense when we're saying we're underrepresented. It's like, okay, but you have these people to represent you. They're Latinos. No, they're Mexicans. They're everything else except that. And that's the thing when uh, now, especially like when you automatically think of a brown person like Latino you're like Mexican you're gonna go with Mexican yeah and I actually got um, into beef with somebody about that kind of thing where it's like they give me that that kind of feedback where they're kind of saying you can't keep you know you want to talk about solidarity then you should be nicer to Mexicans and all that other stuff and it's just like no that's not how it works it's almost kind of like white people with people of color you know you bash the common person that's been fucking with you the entire time yeah, and that's not just, saying that yeah. all white people are bad I'm not saying all Mexicans are bad to me my closest friends I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them, all Mexicans. Mm-hmm. In my group, there isn't a Salvadorian except for you, except for me. God. And you know, even from Same them, here. even from them, I still get shit from it every now and then. But you know, uh, to me, I don't really take it that way because I know how our humor is, so I know right. how they go about it. You know, they'll 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 try to throw in some like sly like comebacks every now and then. But for the most part, these are the people that I choose to be around, and they're all Mexican. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that it's just, oh, I got beef with Mexicans. It's like, no, like, I love my, my friends. Like, they're, I've had the same group of friends for the last, like, almost a decade now. I've not switched around with, mm-hmm. like, included, thrown out anybody else. Everyone's Mexican in my group, and this is, like, the group of people that I really want to surround myself right, with. Right, right. Forever. Like, if I had a wedding, I would, like, I, all seven of them would be there. Be you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it's not like, you know, I don't, again... There's nothing wrong with Mexicans, obviously, but yeah. it's just like the experiences that you've had, it's not a coincidence that it ends up being them, you know? Um, but going into what you were saying about like the representation, like part of the reason why I think it's important that we do stuff like this or that anybody else, if they're listening, that is doing anything, whether it be like painting, writing articles, books, whatever it is, it's like it has to be Salvadorian. You need to throw that into your stuff because we need more recognition. We don't get enough of it. And the people that 
are currently representing us, I wouldn't say aren't doing a bad job, but they're kind of doing it on their own. But they're not doing it to that full extent how, how I feel like us, you and I, and then a few other people that I um, am connected to, mm. where it's like straight, like, it's there like that. Like, I'm Salvadorian, you know? And they're more or less represented as opposed to, like, yeah. other people who are. And they just won't implement that, you know? You know, a lot of the... It, it, it's crazy because a lot of those people actually end up being white passing, too. Exactly. Like a chunk of the time. Because yeah. they... And, and it, it sucks because you know that it's strategic. Mm-hmm. You know that it has to be done that way because that's how they're going to continue to grow in whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Like, a lot of models tend to not really you know, throw it out there. Or even if they do, it's something really, really small where it's just kind of like, okay, well, people aren't really going to take it into consideration as much as they could, where it's like, yeah, she has a Salvadorian emoji on her Instagram. She has 500,000 followers, but she didn't mention a single thing about TBS. You know what I mean? So it's just like, really, what, what's what's your game? Is it, is it part of who you actually are, or is it an accessory to who exactly. you are? Do you wear it on you because it's convenient, or is it actually something that you represent and embody, exactly. which are two different things? Because I know people on Instagram that I've seen where I was just like, they're telling me they're Salvadorian, and in one instance, I'm just kind of like, you know what? It actually makes me really proud that they're doing this and they're being Salvadorian about it and all that other stuff. But then I compare it to somebody else who lives it, who embodies it, who every single day, that's just what they are. It's common to them. They don't need to be super explicit about it, or they're not like sprinkling it into their posts. For the sake of saying, like, this is who I am. Because really, one person's actually living it. They're full proof of what they are. And the other person puts it on their wrist and saying, this is what I am for the day. This is my accessory for the day. Or exactly. this is kind of like, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of a way of me identifying myself. But realistically, you're using that wrongfully as your platform to garner, like, the attention that you have. Yes. Without actually pushing for the stuff that you should be pushing for. Yes, definitely. And it, that's funny you're mentioning that because last episode... Um, to those who listened, my cousin, Steph, was talking about that. And to the Salvadorians or Central Americans that have a huge platform. And I don't want to say any names, but I know one person specifically who... Uh, Is it a he or a she? It's a she. I feel like we might be talking about the same person, but we don't got to throw the names out. We don't have to. This person uh, is actually... Um, actually connected to a few people that I am connected with as well. You know what? I'm going to, like, I'm laughing inside my head because, because I feel like I know what this is pertaining to. Like, go ahead and describe it, but I almost feel like I know exactly what you're saying. We Okay. But anyways, um, this just, this episode just went into, like... It, it's turning into cheese, like, fijate que, and then you can finish it. Yes, now I'm like, mira, fijate vos. Like, like the yeah, mics are off, yeah, but it's but, like, we really are being recorded. Yeah. But anyways, um, yes, yeah, so this person basically <clears throat> is the embodiment of what you just said. Mm-hmm. That just puts it on as an accessory. Yeah. They have a line of work that is amazing and set out for them. That's great for them. However, it's that thing what you said it's definitely an accessory and they have not at all presented the issue of what's going on and the issue you know with the elephant being in the room right now you know with the issue of tps going on and just in general um this uh, you know that they chose not to speak about this Mm -hmm. 
And to me, it was like, you know, like, like to me, it was like a big middle finger up in my face and to a bunch of other right, Salvadorians. Right. Because I was like... You have the option. You have the option and you chose the latter, yeah. you know? And then for me, it's like, I created this platform to, in a way, expose my community uh -huh. and the people in my community doing this line of work. Yeah. And not only that, but to bring, you know not just representation, but culture and stories of real people. And that's why I try to keep this as authentic and genuine. But I created this so people can know that our voices are being heard and that they have a voice here. And I am 100%, you know, like, doing, like, doing this so people know that it's, like, whether, like, I'm not affected directly. Yeah. But it's important to me. This is who I am. Yeah. Like, my struggles, my experience, the pain that my people, my family have gone through, and then everyone else I know. It's like, I can't just sweep that under the rug and just be like, well, hey, you look at me now. Like, what's yeah, up, you yeah. know? So and it's... You're, like, like, like you're saying, uh, I think what where, where you can see the difference mm -hmm. is it's how, I guess, like, depending on what it is that they do, but we'll say, for instance, it's how their work reflects what they choose to right 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 so it's like you can see it in their work where a lot of the times it might not just like yeah this person's salvadorian and they're writing all this stuff out or they're you know painting pictures or whatever it is but i just don't see where the being salvadorian is incorporated and i'm not saying it needs to be incorporated in everything you do but a lot of the times a lot of the times <laughs> it ends up um it ends up being this thing where i'm kind of like i don't know that you're really embodying what you're saying you're embodying and and a perfect example of a person that i think 100 percent does embody oh here is, it is. is this guy named uh, javier zamora okay i just recently came by him through um my girlfriend i think i actually i followed him on instagram he ended up following me back i haven't had any um uh, interactions with him at all but um he wrote a book of poems called unaccompanied and it's basically his journey from El Salvador to over here mm -hmm. and um, just his life experiences. And I, oh, wow. I have to tell you, like, I 100% recommend this book to every Salvadorian. So shout out. Like, yeah, Unaccompanied by Javier Zamora. And it's okay, cool. one of, like, the most gorgeous things that I've ever had a chance to listen to. Like, I almost, like, get choked up, like, thinking about it right now because mm -hmm. I would, like, um, I had a couple of the poems read off to me. And some of the stuff that I was listening to was just like, it, it, I wouldn't say it was a mindfuck, but it was just like, Jesus Christ, like this guy really talks about what it's like to be Salvadorian, to make it over here. Like yeah. he, he, he probably tells a lot of the things that your parents are probably feeling inside that they internalize, that, that they don't yes. mention, which I think is 100% important to what he <sighs> says, because he's kind of like a mixture of, because he's so like, I, I think he's fairly young. He's a mixture of like that aspect where like being an immigrant is important, but also kind of being able to kind of reflect on like the fun side and also just like the, I, I guess like reflecting um, in like very dry humor, like slight humor of this kind of like pain that you feel from being Salvadorian or being even like youth over here. And like I said, I'm gonna say it one more time, unaccompanied by Javier Zamora. I think it's like on Amazon or something like that. Okay. Cool. I still need to buy my copy and I'm 100% going to do it because I'm telling you like the stories that he's writing in there embody what it's like to be Salvadorian and you can see it in his work. It's not one of those things where he's pushing it. He's not talking about like cada mañana me levanto yo a tomar este café con leche. I look outside 
y las gallinas están, like, you know, like, it's not like that. It's just, you can see it in the writing, the way that he talks, the things that he talks about. It's strong. Is, it, it, it's strong <clears throat> stuff, and it's, like, 100% Salvadorian, which to me, it's, like, I love to death, and, like, I gotta say, it's probably one of the first things that I've ever ran into where I was just, like, if I had to choose to show somebody what it's like to be Salvadorian, or if I had to say this is what I'm proud of, that book, for me, is like a holy grail of like this is probably one of the things that I can honestly say inspires me and I look up to mm -hmm. because it's like such a like solid representation of what we are it's like and it, it, it's literature which again you know representation is difficult enough in itself but the fact that it's literature for me is just like I can appreciate yeah, it so much more definitely but like we were saying like the I, I, th I think like the, the main like story that we're getting at for this is that when we say, you know, be Salvadorian in what you do, make it genuine. Yes. You know, it's because at this point, I think we're in, in, in a good spot where Salvadorians, like, that are actually born over here have a really good opportunity to put themselves out there the way that we didn't really have when we came over here. I think a lot of Salvadorians that came over here, their objective isn't to have representation. It's to get by and make it through life. You right. Know what I mean? Now we're kind of in this position where we can choose how we want to go about our lives and we can choose what direction we're going to be going in while having this identity. And I think right now it's like we have such a strong platform mm -hmm. with social media being so, you know, dominant in everything that we do that why not, you know? You're, you're putting yourself out there, be genuine about being Salvadorian because right now people don't really have an idea of who we are. They're just yes. starting to get a taste of what we are and what we do. So it's like a perfect opportunity to really put yourself out there mm -hmm. and say this is what we are and this is what we actually yes. represent to give us a good word out there. And then, you know, uh, like for me, my hope is to be what like for, for one day for people from El Salvador to be synonymous with success. Yes. You know, Same. For, for, for me, it's like there's already like other ethnicities, nationalities or whatever that already have a certain type of rep, positive, negative, whatever it may be. But they have that representation. Yeah. And, and, and like to me, it's just like, um, why, why not? Why can't it be like when you think of Salvadorians, you think of doctors or when you think of Salvadorians, yes. you think of, you know, what, you know, architects engineers whatever it is yeah. celebrities whatever it is like for me it's just like it would be great for one day for us to reach a point where we can say like salvadorians yes amazing yeah human beings we know? will and you know what um i've said this not only i think in my last episode but in my the one prior as well um is that it's our time now like victor and i'm saying it again you guys heard this you know before to whoever's listening he said it specifically, like, he's like, there's something in the air right now, like, for Central Americans specifically. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And <clears throat> my other friend, um, Cynthia, who's a poet as well, she's Salvadorian, mm -hmm. and she was just like, basically, she's like, yeah, you know what, it is our time, but now they need to, they're going to need to sit back and just watch. They can't say anything else. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But, anyways, you know, like, I just hope to whoever is coming out there and will be that, I guess, level voice. of success yeah. or voice, yeah. I hope it's in exactly the way you worded it, in the most authentic way you can be, and just being unapologetically Salvadorian. Yeah. Just be straight up Salvadorian, you yeah. know? Or Central American. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, like, ironically, a, a lot of the negativity that we're going through right now with TPS and DACA and all that other stuff is helping a lot of people who probably didn't even have the courage to kind of, like, step forward and say, I want to represent 
this or I want to represent and tell God or whatever. They're, they're coming out now and they're really doing it 100%. And like you said, they're, they're putting themselves out there and they're being more genuine about it. And it's something where it's just like, yeah, I, I honestly feel like I feel the same feeling too that's in the air or whatever you want to call it. It was just one of those things where I've been thinking about it for a really long time and I was just like, I don't know why, but there's something out there for me that has to do with being Salvadorian, mm-hmm. that has to do with representing the community in a positive light. And I know that it's out there. And again, it, it, it's true. It's something that I also feel in the air and I feel like it's going to like, I don't know when it'll happen and how like fast it'll start, but it's definitely there. I feel that too, because like I said, with the social media being so big, it's almost impossible for us not to blow up in some manner. Oh, for sure. But you know what? Um, you do it so well with the way you represent the bayuncadas or like yeah. you know like the jokes. I th- I, honestly, I, I feel like I am the definition of bay- of a bayunco. Oh, bay- yeah, like I, I've been thinking. <laughs> like I, I counted the letters. Oh I my god! I counted the letters, and I'm thinking about getting a license plate that says bayunco. Bayunco. There's enough letters in it. there for me to squeeze it in. It's just you know rolling up to the family parties and saying bayunco like on the license plate. I feel like it might give off the wrong impression to a certain degree. But, I mean, who knows? I'll, I'll consider it. The other one that I was trying to think about doing was Loroco. I don't know if anybody has that. I, I think one of my family members has a pupusas as their um, wow. license plate. That's so, cool. Like, to me, I like a, he rolled up in a BMW and it says pupusas. And I was like, that's the type of <laughs> shit that I want to see. I was like, I want to see. Like, yes. I want people, I want him to drive around in that BMW with pupusas on his license plate. And for people to be like, yo, like, you know, that's nice. He's Salvadorian. Exactly. It says pupusas on it. So, mine's going to say Loroco. Mine's going to say Bayunco or something like that. And then, like, roll around, proud as shit, and... Bien bayunco. Yes, bien bayunco. Like, being a bayunco is just, like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's it's, it's a lifestyle for me, almost. It's a Salvadorian lifestyle. It's a Central American (laughs) lifestyle being that, like, embodiment of embodiment of it. Embodiment? Embodiment? Did I say it right? Whatever. This is an English class, but... (laughs) It probably is, but... um, like, I, I'm telling you, like, every single time, like, there's no way, when you meet a Salvadorian, like, you already know there's going to be a joke in there right away. Like, it's just that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and I think even El Salvador was named as the, one of the happiest countries in the world. I, I could I see that. I mean, I've been there a few times, and I feel like what it is is they just appreciate what they have. So I think that's what it boils down to, you know? And they it's make like, the best of it, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, the only part that I'm, like, sort of bummed out about is that it kind of got Americanized to a degree. Really? Like, a lot of the radio over there is, um, they play a lot of English music. And, like, my cousins listen to a lot of English music. Mm. Like, I know, like, last time I went, last year, they were talking about Future, they were talking about 21 Savage, and they were talking about a whole mess of music where I was just like, how the hell are you guys coming through this stuff now? But the internet is becoming so, like, big, it's impossible. Like, and it's cool because my cousins actually take English classes. I could talk to them in English when I go over there, and they listen to the music in English. It's actually really cool because I'll go on their Instagram, and they'll be typing songs in English, like the quotes and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and they understand it now. And But it's like, that that's probably one of the things where I'm kind of, like, on the fence about, just because, I mean, there's nothing technically wrong with it, but it's just, I would prefer that it stay a certain way because America already has, like, a enough influence, and it yeah. already has enough negative influence in Salvador specifically with the way that they interrupted our growth, our development as a country. Yeah. And, you know, with, with, with that being said, like, the, this whole mess of shit about them complaining about, oh, we need to get rid of everyone that's from MS-13, that's why we're getting rid of TPS, that's why we're getting rid of DACA, because we need to get rid of these types of people. And it's just like, 
you you talk to them it's like they came from over here and it's just like shut the fuck up like that's for for me that's where it already like i lost you at that point with your argument because you don't know anything about exactly how all of this stuff has developed and why a lot of people are unhappy and coming over <clears> here <throat> and why there's <throat> so much resentment towards like specific things over here and it's because you guys don't understand it you don't understand that our country was already fucked up we tried to we like you know slowly tried to make progress and it stalled with the civil war and who came well, in who came in the united states came yes in but prior to the civil war though i think it just depends too but i mean for the most part though prior to it it wasn't doing as yeah no there it was always really unstable I mean, I, everywhere, I, I yeah, but it was also still stable enough to pe for people not to think, like, I need to move to the north now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see that, and then, like I said, they ended up ruining it because the, once the Civil War started, everyone it. started coming right. over here and everything else, and who starts being created? MS-13 comes over here, and they create themselves to protect And then they send them back. What, you know, unfortunately, it turns into more of a gang than it does, like, a protection agency, <laughs> I guess, in a sense. You send everyone back, and now there's shit over there. Um, we have, like, one of the highest homicide rates in the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, for people to not, like, understand where all that comes from and to ignorantly say it's our own fault, like, it's it's blasphemous. Like, yeah. me, like it, 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 I'll sure. never be able to understand it. But that's why I'm like, fuck it. For me, at this point, it's about pushing that stuff aside. And when you look at me, it's not about, like, oh, you know, you're Salvadorian. I like pupusas. You're Salvadorian. You're from the MS-13. You have family that's, that, that, that's in the gang? And I'll be like, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I do, but they don't even know that. That's the, I'm trying. I'm trying to cut out the stereotypes. My uncle, my 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 younger uncle, the twenty year old, he's he, he's a he's a member. He's in jail or whatever. Um, over there. I was about and, to ask where is he. At yeah, right no, now? not doing too well. Um, but when people say like, oh, do you have any family members that's in the gang? I'll, I'll tell them no. Cause that, cause then that ruins it for me. I was just like, no, I don't. No one. No, and I haven't had a pupusa in like a year. That's not the yes. only stuff we eat. I probably yeah. I had one like a week or so. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like it, it, it. I'm not gonna let that be the only thing that people want to talk about. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I try to just kind of make sure that there's other aspects that they're able to see yeah. of us that they can appreciate too. <clears throat> you know. So um, if that means taking my friends out to Salvadoran restaurants and telling them we eat these with our hands. You know, it's it's really funny because I took my friends out. They're like, because they always give me shit. You never take us to a Salvadorian restaurant. You never have us eat pupusas at your house and all this other stuff. You never, like, recommend us where to go. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. We're going to go to a spot. And the worst part is, and I'm sure you know this, when people ask you what's a good place to get pupusas, the answer is nowhere. Because of the service? It, it It's just nowhere because it's like, where, where's the best place to get pupusas? At my house. At my house. <laughs> like, who makes the best pupusas? My grandma's. True. Where can I go to yeah, get them? Yeah, homemade are the yeah. best. Where can I yeah. go to get them? It's like there's literally nowhere where I can be like, oh my God, I need to come there every single But making pupusas is like a whole day kind of thing though too. Yeah, so well, that's why you can't really expect restaurants yeah. to be like top tier like places to be getting them at because it has to be quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for us, my version of we, went, we, we ordered takeout is we know a friend that makes them for money. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I asked uh, la, la, la Doña Maria to, to, <laughs> to whip up an order of 20 over the phone. We're going to go pick them up later today. And we go pick up, uh, you know, 10, ten de revuelta, 
Cinco de Loroco and one just plain queso. You know what I mean? Queso con frijol or whatever it is. And, and that's how I consider mm-hmm. my orders to be. It's not going to a restaurant called La Flor Blanca or like <laughs> random stuff like that. Or, or el buen gusto. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> a, re- like a weird name from a city like in, in yes. or whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We don't go to those places. Like, every now and then, yeah, sure, I'm going to go like get some bread, chips, whatever it is. But for the <laughs> most part, if somebody wants a recommendation, it's just like, you got to come through the house. Yeah. And I rarely ever and like really do that where it's just like, oh yeah, we may, we're making pupusas today. Come through. Yes. Because I really don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to come home to most of the yeah. time. It'll be a random day where it's just like, okay, I made pupusas today. And it's just yes. Like, okay, good heads up. You and know? what you, what you said, you know, like, <laughs> like. Eating with our hands? No, 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 no. Like, uh, just, oh, like people, um, just. Like, the, when people say, like, when you, they know you're Salvadorian, it's like, oh, pupusas, and it's just, like, we're more than that, yeah, you know? Than, it's more than pupusas. <coughs> I mean, man, at this point, Which, I, yeah, eventually. I, w- I would accept a tordelote at this point. If somebody oh told gosh. me, like, a tordelote, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. That's me. That's Yuca me. frita yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll Which, take that yes, at this point. Exactly. As opposed to, like, if, you, if I have to go through one more person that says I love pupusas after I tell them I'm Salvadorian, I'm going to lose it. Yes. I'm really going to lose it. I'm be like, I honestly don't know what that is. You're Salvadorian. It's like, yeah, but I was born here. <laughs> you know, oh it's, just gonna, it's just gonna go back to that. It's just like, honestly, I've never been. I don't know what that is. What is that supposed to be? And they're like, oh, they're 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 like quesadillas. And after that, I'll probably lose my shit even more. Oh, they're my like, gosh, what? yes. But I mean, what I'm saying, going with that, is eventually I'm gonna do an episode about our food. So I'll go more into about what other food we have, like. No, the, no, it's actually like a really big menu. It's of a stuff that huge we menu. Yes, a lot, a lot of corn, a lot of corn, <laughs> well, <laughs> corn everywhere. If I had to really like describe it in one word, I would be like corn, coffee. Oh, coffee. Cheese. Oh, el queso. Frijoles, yes. negros. Frijoles negros, yeah, yeah y negros. rojos. Yeah. The red yeah. ones are my favorite. And, and tortillas aren't tortillas unless they look like a pupusa. Yes, exactly. Like, but anyways. The, the <clears throat> man, the, the other part that I was going to mention also going off of the, um, was it the food? Man, I lose my train of thought I so did too. Often. I mean, that's why this episode was more than just bayuncada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the part that I was trying to bring up is honestly like if it rolls back to me, I'll be able to bring it up. But other than that, I really can't remember. It's okay. It was there. It was there. I had it <laughs> I, on my tongue. We, talk- we were talking about Spanish, and we were talking about pupusas, and then after that we mentioned oh, eating with our hands. Oh. Eating with their hands was the part that I was gonna bring up because we went back to the back to that story where it was like we were at the restaurant and I was like I told I, I was describing everything to everyone. What are pastelitos? And I would tell them like okay, this is what yes. they are. What are pupusas? Oh my God, this I'm is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 is this gonna be the Salvadorian horchata? And I was like yes, they're not gonna give you Mexican horchata anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh, which, fresco which, ensalada. Which, which I, me personally, I'm not a big fan of ensalada, but I'm not a big fan of pulp. And that's what describes uh, like, for me. That's what I think about when I think of ensalada. Like, okay, fair pro- enough, fair pro- enough. Props to ensalada. Fair I know enough. that this takes away from my Salvadorian clout, but so be it. I won't mention the other stuff that I don't like to not, you know. That's take, okay, take but away. go on. We're talking about a chat. That's a go on. The, so after everyone ordered pupusas or whatever, they were telling me, like, everyone got utensils, but I told them strictly right when we started. I was like, you fuckers better not use those goddamn forks for the pupusas. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, what the fuck are we supposed to eat it with? Your goddamn hands. I was like, you need to, like, appreciate the fact that utensils didn't exist in El Salvador. Well, that's, like there's that. a reason also why we would eat them with our hands is because in El Salvador, they're, like, this big. They're tiny. Yeah. They're, they're like, little 
things, you so, know? You can do it like that. Yeah, exactly. So, but I told him, I was like, I don't care what you guys say. You guys need to eat them with your hands. Mm-hmm. I don't care how hot they are. If you burn your hands, I'm sorry, but this is how I eat them. Respect the way that I eat them. So they were looking at me like I'm crazy and like, stop fucking around. It's like, I'm not. I'm being dead serious when I tell you that I eat them with my hands. And it's really funny because I don't know about you, but I always joke around with my parents when it comes to um, like all this Donald Trump bullshit and all that other stuff. Like I like to mess around with them and be like, if you guys keep talking like that, I'm going to deport you. <laughs> You're <laughs> messed up. I tell them stuff like that. And I was like, honestly, Donald Trump, I had no importa. Si tienes papeles, te van a sacar. And they always like, um, the other day I was telling them, um, it's like, you know, uh, I'm going to get you guys deported. I'm going to call ICE. I'm over you guys today. And they were like, uh, I'm about to throw this water bottle at <laughs> you right now. They were, they were telling me, I'm telling you, my, my humor is extremely like dry, bad, terrible humor, but it works to, like for me at least. And, and I was telling him, I was like, I'm going to get you guys deported. You guys are getting on my nerves right now about uh, taking the dog for a walk or something, some shit like that. It's because we always like go back and forth like that. Because then after that, my mom returns it with, if anything, look at your skin. You're like, you're the first one that gets deported in my family. Because like, you're the brownest yeah, yeah, I'm one. The, I'm the darkest one in my family. It's like, if anything, they're going to come in and we're going to get you deported. And I told him, I was like, um, I was like, I'm not going to get deported. I'm a citizen. I was born here. I was born here. You guys don't have that. I have that against you guys. You guys can't tell me I'm going to get deported. And, and just like, American, si todavía te comes las pupusas con las manos. And I was like, oh, oh they throw it back at you. It's like, like, Henry, how are you going to tell me you're American when you still eat with your hands? Oh and my I, was just like, I just looked at her and I was like, you know what? You got me with that one. Cut that, back. Yeah. No, that's actually, <laughs> I actually get that a lot where I eat a lot of stuff with my hands and I don't really notice it. Where it's, yeah. like, a lot of the times you're supposed to, like, scoop it a certain manner or, like, use the plate so that you can... Me, I just, like, straight go in with my hand. I'm, like... And it's, like, for me, my hands Being are Salvatrucha. Yeah. No, my hands are my best friends when it comes to eating. You know what? And it's funny because I am that sellout where I actually eat my pupusas with No! That's terrible. That's terrible. I just... I, I can't because they're so hot. Like, it's like, and then it's messy, le pone la salsa y el, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, but that's like, that's part of Curtido and everything. Or, like, you don't like to feel that yeah, salsa but in between see, your fingers and like. No, I don't. I'm like. The chupan los dedos, the serpietas don't exist. That's how you get the, the seconds. <coughs> the only extras. things I do eat my hands with, of course, are like los pastelitos, yuca frita con chicharrón, because they're like finger food. Yeah. Pero I, la pupusa, you know, like. Pupusas are finger food too, if you do it correctly. If, okay, thing. I'll do it if it's the actual, like, authentic... Do you know how to flip a tortilla with your hands? Yeah, of That's course. That's crazy. See, how do you do that and not eat pupusas with your hand? Like, to me, that... Whatever. I mean, I, you know... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the opposite. For me, pupusas can be boiling hot. They can come out of the goddamn furnace. I can do it. The furnace from hell, and I'll still be like, okay, let's use our hands for this. And then a tortilla, I'm just kind of like, you know... Like, I, I, I'm I'm like, you know, I need somebody else to do this. I'm going to grab a, 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 a fork and just do a little flip like a pancake because I can't do tortillas. Yeah, well, that's me. No, that's, you know what? I'm almost like, oh, my goodness. I, that's uh, That tells me so much about you. Like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Believe, I can't believe that you do that <coughs> That's ridiculous. I probably should have never told no, you that. That's, yeah, that's uh, like you're opening up a side of me where I'm just like, I don't need to bring this out. But I just well, I mean, <laughs> let's after this, we can talk about what you don't like, and then I'll probably judge you. Okay, you know what? I'll throw one out there just so it's fair. It won't compare to eating pupusas with pork. Go I ahead. That's completely terrible. But I don't like a flor de loco. And I don't like plátano frito. I don't like plátano frito. You know, I'm going to just end this right here. <laughs> that, 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 that was one of the ones that I get a lot You don't of, like I, what? I, I, for, I'm, I'm a texture person, so for me, when it comes to plátano frito, I'm just kind of like, this is supposed to be a certain way so that when it tastes 
and feels the way that it does, I, I get grossed out by it. You, y'all do. can't see me right now, but if uh, you it, could... It, it's terrible. I, 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 I don't like it. I don't. All right. You know, moving on. Moving, look, I, I, I told you, I, like, I'll All right, we can there. agree to disagree. Yeah, for this one. Because that, yeah. that was, like, a slap to my face, just like how I, I don't the do forks it. with Wooses <laughs> are with you, so... Anyways, guys, so we're, like, into an hour into this, by is, the way. Is it well over an hour? Or it's well know? over an hour, but, um, I mean, we can conclude, or, I don't know, you got a joke to throw out there? I, I'm trying to think about, like, all the stuff that I, like, have in my mind right now, but honestly, I feel like we, like, dove into some pretty, like, interesting stuff. We did. I, I'm glad. I mean, we got some jokes in there, some taste, a little taste of it, but if you guys want more of it, you can follow Henry on Instagram. You can see his videos. It's uh, his screen name is Cola Champan Papi, Papi yeah. and if you're on Tumblr, it's Cola, Cola Champan Dad. Dad. Yeah, I'm trying yes. to transition into it so that it's just one URL for everything. But yes. I think I'm gonna have to bribe the guy that currently holds the Dad. Oh, we don't. We don't. Let's not go Instagram. into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that right there is like a completely different topic. Yes, it is. But it, maybe if or where by some miracle you're listening to this and you are Cola Champan Dad on Instagram, I am willing to trade my username for yours so that I can just be one. Complete one person, yes. URL, yes. But the way you spell uh, cola champagne is C O L A, and then A C H champagne, man. If you don't know how to spell champagne, champagne you're not going to be able to follow yes. it. Let's look up Google Translate. Let's just get it, into the websites right now <laughs> and figure it out. Because if you want to follow, well, no. Um, the reason why I'm saying it is because like cola champagne, like the real authentic cola champagne, is with the K. If Anybody who actually works for Cola Champagne is listening to this. I, I please don't come at me with copyrights because I am I'm representing you guys in good nature. You know what I mean? Like the it's the best do, drink yeah. ever. It's yeah. the best soda. Go get yeah. it when and you're eating your pupusas. Yeah, exactly. And if you're you know drinking that kind of stuff, I want you guys to. Think you're gonna me. forget about jaritos when you like yeah. start drinking Cola no, Champagne. Yeah, I'm not jaritos guy. I'm Cola Champagne. Exactly. Let's <laughs> represent correctly. Again, if you are from the company, I'm sorry I'm using your name, but it's nah, in good nature. You're good. You're all good. But anyway, so yes, guys, so uh, to whoever's listening, if you want to hear more of the jokes and videos, my favorite one is, bah, pa que prendas, like, bah, pa que prendas. <laughs> but that's like, it's a pretty recent one, so yes, uh, thank you, though, thanks for coming no, on. I, um, I appreciate this, I, I think um, one of the things that I, the reason I wanted to do this was just because, like, I thought it was good to go back and forth as far as experiences. And yes, I think it's yeah. healthy and super beneficial to anybody who listens also to be able to say and reflect upon this kind of like conversations that people have and like say like, okay, you know, there are people out there that um, know what I'm talking about, know right. what I'm feeling. And again, this just only further pushes us as a Correct. community and helps us with the platform that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again. So yeah, guys, like I said, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks to whoever is listening. <laughs> but um, that was, like I said, a little taste of our jokes. No jokes aside this time. But um, yeah, like I said, if you want to hear some more, uh, get into it. Go follow Henry. Yeah, I'll be doing uh, a quesadilla giveaway in the next month or so. Uh, you know, first 100 followers get put in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was <laughs> I mean, I should do that. First 100 followers on Instagram get put into a draw. To but a straight up real quesadilla, to, 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 like a, a solving one. A real one. ass quesadilla, yeah. It's not the kind, it's not, it's not, che- the, it's not tortilla the tortilla and cheese. Yes. It's a different kind if you're interested in looking that up. Google it. Tell me if you're interested. Follow me and maybe you'll get drawn in. Maybe you'll win a case of like 100 colas. I don't know. <laughs> 
That should be your giveaway, cola uh, champagne. I'm, I'm giving away 10 cases of pollo campero with cola champagne. So <laughs> oh, my it. God. But pollo campero straight from El Salvador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, that, not that LA stuff. I don't know what they did over there, but they changed the hell out of it. They really did, yes. I don't know what that is. I miss it. But anyways, all right, guys, thanks again. I'll see you next episode.